right, so now we're going to move on. We're going to talk about some of the top teams in the West, some of the top teams in the East. I'm going to ask you, are they for real or are they Fugazi? Like, if we do the diamond tester on it, is it a cubic mm. or is this, or, or are they really for real? Is it, is it like, you know, like, is it like, um, you know, Puff Daddy's jewelry yeah. or one of the local rappers? Got yeah. it, I got it, I got yeah. it. No, no blemish. <laughs> we can really take the thing <laughs> in and look at it. So let's start with the Nuggets. Nuggets are 32 and 13 as of this taping. Uh, first in the West, won eight straight games. Offense is, is absolutely booming under the guidance and leadership of two-time MVP Nikola Jokic. So are the Nuggets for real or are they Fugazi? I think they were for real once Murray came back. Um, okay. I thought, you know, we... we We've seen what Luka and Murray look like, was it three years ago? With um, uh, off and on um, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Now everyone's kind of like older, healthier. You know, Michael Porter's still going in and out, but you know, healthier type of players. Once he came back, it was like, all right, they're gonna be different. They should be top two. Yeah. And you can, you can, you can see that they're playing well and the fact that Jokic is Averaging a triple double. He's got him. He's nine point nine on assists. We round up. So you know you have a guy who's who's actually averaging a triple double, and nobody's actually talking about it. Like I think Westbrook has made that thing look so easy that the fact that Luca's doing it, everybody's like, man, yeah. And that, we've talked about it. that was always my issue with how people approach Westbrook thing. It's like, okay, you want to talk about points assists, rebounds, like that, those, like getting 10, 10, and 10, and no matter, pay, oh, it's pace, it's this, it's that. Like go play an actual hoop game. During a hoop game, we're not thinking, oh, it's pace. And what, it's like, I, I got to remember, the, I got to go grab this rebound. The hardest, the hardest one of the group is going to always be assists because you need someone else for that. Yeah. You can score by yourself. I can go get rebounds. I can actually consciously go get rebounds. But if I sit there and pass it, you know, to try to get 10 assists, that is actually the hardest stat because it, you're relying on someone else to make that shot. Damn, he passed it to his teammates trying to get him to score. Like, yeah. like huh? <laughs> yeah. He's stat chasing assists. <laughs> Man, he making good passes, dog. Like, he can't. But, but think about it. So if you, if you shoot too much ball hogging, if, if you're trying to get assists, you're stat chasing. If you try to get wins, what is that called? Uh, ring chasing. Is with the title that LeBron got, uh, and it's like I never understood. That was the one that was, that was most disturbing for me. Like, look at this trying to win. He trying to win a ring, dog. Like, he ring chasing. Like, what? Like, yeah, but that's something. Like, you, it's when you're trying to do something, they always throw us. Like, if I'm trying to purposely win every single game, what is that called? Like, is, is that? Is that bad or good? Like, what am I? <laughs> it, it depends. It depends on where your hairline is. Like, what's so funny? Some, you know, like, there's, there's high school coaches out there. High school coaches out there getting fired for beating teams too bad. No. No, no. No, think about what I'm saying. There's teams, like, the score is 162 versus 26. And they're firing. Not the f- who team scored 26. No, they're finding a guy who can get his team to score 162. It, it like, makes, I, I don't even know how you go into the office and say, hey, yeah, you know, uh, 
Good win yesterday, but um, you won by like 142 points too much. Yeah. You know, you embarrass the other coach. Like, and this coach who scored 26 just keeps his job. Like, hey, good, you know. They got to write a letter explaining. It's like, we practice harder and we yeah, have better we practice players. harder. We practice shooting. We go out there and try to win games. I don't know. We So let's talk about Joker. And I've been, I'm, I won't say reluctant to get on the Joker train. I've always just rolled with Giannis more, but that's pandering for Bucks tickets, Gil, which... <laughs> You'll do Milwaukee at some point. Facts, facts, facts. You know, the, the BMO is baller. They got a nice little setup and they got, you know, nice eateries and beverages and all that good stuff. But Joker, the knock on him, the criticism last year was like, oh, he, he don't deserve MVP because the Nuggets aren't a contender. They were like six in the West, I believe. Now Joker putting up similar numbers on the number one team in the West. Do you think that he can three-peat or is it going to be another case of voter fatigue? Are we hitting it with it? Three-peat. I don't see how you reward him for being better. Yeah. He's being better and the team is being better. Um, so I don't, I don't see how you do not reward him because if you reward someone else, th- th- it, really just, it really just messes up the whole idea of what MVPs are. Yeah. Because you already rewarded him for being great and his team is bad. Now he's playing better, and his team is better. And so it's like one and one yeah. versus one and six. So I, mean, I kind of... I'm looking at 30-point triple doubles. You know, some have made the claim that he might be the best offensive center in NBA history. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far. Over Wilt? Did they forget? I'm not ready to go that played? far. That's what I'm saying. Did they forget? Will, Shaq. Will was high jumping, volleyballing, and hooping, and... When, off- cheeks on the side. Okay, when you say offense, you mean all of, all around offense. All, all around I mean, offense. Shaq is dominant. You know, Shaq will get his thirty-five, but yeah. he's not diamond. Yeah, he's not diamond. He's not. Um, <laughs> but but he's never going to beat Wilt's numbers. Yeah. You know, I mean, Wilt averaged a triple double. Wait, wait, didn't Wilt average a quadruple double? No. We got a fact check. No, I know he had a quadruple. I think he had a five-one-two. Right? I know in the game he had a... What is that even called? A, 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 what? a quintuple double? Quintuple double. We got we to gotta normalize those. But no, I think from an all-around <laughs> standpoint... We got to normalize those. We gotta, guys got to start going for it. And they're still going to be like, oh, look at him, stat chasing. Just stat chasing away, oh, just to, blocking everything. He just blocking shots to get <laughs> He don't want nobody right. to score. <laughs> but when, when you look at what Joker's done, probably one of the best passing big men of all time, if not all, you know, ever. Yeah, and I think collectively with the points, with the ability to assist, and just everything he brings on that side. Defensively, it's a different story. But everybody talks about defense wins championships, but I've never seen a game in basketball one where the score was 0-0. No facts. So you got to get buckets. You got to move that thing around. So I'm ready to ride the Joker train. Look, remember, defense wins championships in a certain era. Yeah. But even in that era, you needed to get a bucket. Yeah, you still needed to get a bucket. But in that era, you know, it's defense wins championship. Then eventually, because before that, it was scoring. Whoever's going to score the most. Because you got to remember, there's a, there's, even though this is fast pace, there's an era where they were scoring. They were averaging 118 points a game, teams. They're not doing that now. I'm thinking about Elgin Baylor back in the day. You look at his numbers, they they were absurd, but... You watch those games, even with, like, the janky footage. Without threes. And they still look fast-paced. Yeah. Like, you put them at normal speed, like, damn, these dudes was really gone. Like, I was, I was watching the Bulls play, um, was it the Suns in the championship? I think it was game six. 
Jordan's like their first quarter, they had like 36. I mean, they it was just one of those things where as soon as the ball, they just flew down. The, like, I was like, wait, what, what year is this? And then, you know, some magical happened in the fourth quarter where they only had nine points and Jordan had seven of them. Just weird. Just the weirdest. <laughs> now, and the weirdest thing about it all was time. Time, this is like time went off the clock. Look, it's entertainment. Listen, there's conspiracies of things out there, right? Everybody go watch game six and just find out what happened. Like, it's not like shots wasn't even going up. Like, they, it's not like they were shooting and missing. Jordan was still like three for five or four for, like the shot, like, it's like Jordan had every point besides the three at the end. So they had, they, I think they had 12 or nine points. But it wasn't like Jordan was off. It's just like they just didn't shoot. It's like they ran. It's like there was no shot clock and they ran the whole old UCLA cuts. That's what it just seemed like. I'm, I'm just sitting there like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this ain't, this ain't real. And I just, there was just time. I just, how did the time go off the clock? They only got this many shots up. It's the fucking weirdest quarter I've ever seen in basketball. All right, but let's, let's <laughs> keep it moving with the for real or Fugazi. We're going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. Hmm. Second in the West right now, they're 31 and 13. They've won 11 straight games as of this taping. As of this taping means if they lose a game by the time this airs. We don't want to hear your shit. We was right now. We was right, <laughs> right when now. we taped this shit. We got to edit it, guys. We got to do things. But um, 11 game win streak. Uh, I want to say their, their defense is first in the league, defensive rating. Offense, I want to say, is top three as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, defense helps win championships, but eventually I'm going to need some buckets to gotten. You got John Morant playing at, at an insane level. You got Jaron Jackson Jr. looking mm-hmm. like the defensive player of the year right now. And the Grizzlies talk a lot of shit, so I have to rock with them as a squad because they're their young dude who's talking mm-hmm. shit to the old man <laughs> and bigging them up like – it really hurt me when they got LeBron and it was literally like four on one and just and there's nothing he could do but take an L. <laughs> but are the Grizzlies for real or Fugazi? I did it for real. Like, to be honest, um, we've seen the toughness. We've we seen, you know, how they played last year. And they, they really gave, you know, go to say to run for the money, you know, in that, that, that round. So, you know, just watching, you know, like, how they played, you know, you know, they put, you know, Timberwolves, you know, they, they went toe to toe with the Timberwolves, you know, no, I don't even know if anyone had them coming out of that first round. Um, but the fact that they did, the fact that, you know, they were given, you know, Golden State a run for their money, um, that defeat, that pain that they felt that you knew they were coming back, you know, this year, you know, with some serious, you know, those young guys are really playing well. They're playing well together because they all know their roles. So when you look at John Morant, what tier do you put him on? Has he now crossed into that superstar range? Or what does he need to do to get to that level? Is he a star? No, he's a, he's a stud. But what like, is, is super, stud a superstar? No, he's a superstar. Okay. Like, like super, okay, superstar is just, it's just you. It's, it's charisma. It's vibe. It's, you know, it's, it's putting up the numbers. And it's like that it factor, you know, ticket seller. You know, how does the ladies look at him? Like, okay. Like, you know, it's all the factors of just everything that that, <laughs> that person comes. Like, when you talk about mega superstars, I don't think we've ever seen an ugly one, right? 
We never seen an ugly superstar. No, but the thing, when you're ugly, <laughs> when you're an ugly superstar, you become just a regular star. They, but they make you good looking, though. No, you become a star. If you're not attractive to women, you are just a regular star. You are a star. Like just, just so we know the difference. You can average 30, 15, and 20. If you don't look good, you are a star player. I don't uh, want to say no names to catch no stress. Okay, no, you don't need to catch. You don't need to say no names because they, it, it doesn't. It doesn't exist. It's like, you know, when you talk about Brady, like it's the, the you know, the Aaron Rodgers. The, trust me, when they want, when it's a superstar, trust me, the looks is gonna match. The, the, <laughs> the ladies is gonna match. The, the, the Beckhams, the Beckhams, they're, they're gonna, it's gonna match. But the ugly the quarterback, Cros- the Crosbys, they're gonna match. Like, the, trust me, it's an, it's an <laughs> element. They want people they can put on billboards and no one be like, oh shit, look. Man. <laughs> so the ugly dude is always, no matter how good the numbers, like dog, you're, you're, not, star. You, you just, you're ugly, you're going to be a star. You're okay. be a star. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we got you that know, like, sorted listen, out. The, 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 the women ratings dictate what you are. So let's talk about the Sixers. Tied for second in the East right now, 29-16. That Harden and Embiid duo, that's a duo you didn't mention earlier in the mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. that belongs in that list. And it's been interesting for me to see Harden, who can go get 30 a night if you felt like it. He's now in that, that 21 a game range, mm-hmm. really letting MB cook. But they're second, tied for second in the East right now. Are the Sixers for real? Or are they? Yeah, they're for real. Game? First round, uh, first round loser. Oh, yeah, they're for real. <laughs> what? What? Damn. What? I mean, they've been, they've been, they've been number one and number two every year. They just first round loss. Like it's just, it's just. Who's the coach over there? Okay, let's go. First, doc, round, first round out. Let's go. Doc, doc Rivers. First round out. Let's go. Let's chop it up. Yeah, With the lineup though, pristine. <laughs> first round out. Still pristine it's, lineup it's though. Not, like, listen, a team like that, it's uh, it's easy to win games during regular season. Where they fall is playoffs because they're not disciplined people. They're not disciplined players, right? You know, is, is you know, you know, I'm a Harden fan. Is he going to step up to the challenge defensively? Like, when I mean, you know, when you're talking about playoff games against, like, teams like Miami and, you know, um, Bucks and... Um, um, uh, Boston, right? You're talking about teams that you cannot turn the ball over at half court and then they steal it and then you just look at the ref and then they, they're giving a two easy points because that's not going to that's, that's not going to happen. You, they're not going to give you two easy points. They're going to hunt you down and they're going to try to make that stop. So, you know, you know, Harden usually gives up six points just on that. You can't do that in the playoffs. So is he going to stop that? Is Embiid going to fatigue in the fourth quarter like he does every year for the last four or five years. You know, so, you know, it, it, those are the two things that's going to always hunt them. Like, you know, Embiid being fatigued in the, in, in, in the fourth quarter, uh, only playing 32 minutes. So I don't know why you're tired. Um, and, and Harden um, not putting in those, that extra energy for those, those 50-50 balls. So Sixers are Fugazi. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't. If they get it, if they get to the look, if they get to the second round, I'm surprised. I'm like, eh, okay, I didn't expect that. But. I hope Embiid. If you watch this episode, have the meme ready for when it happens. For the look, listen. They Dude, have, you know they come. You know, just watch and they be in their feelings emotional. 
But, but why but are you I, talking about me like that? But I'm like, telling the truth. Like, you know, if it, like if if Embiid doesn't fatigue in the in the fourth yeah. quarter, <laughs> you know, if James Harden works on them 50-50 balls when he turns the ball over, makes a bat, you know, takes one of those, you know, heat check shots that they're stopping that easy. You're giving up easy points when you turn the ball over and just. So you're saying, okay, they're fugazi right now, but if they get a PPP loan, I don't know if those are still even rocking. They could, they could be for real. They, they could be, be for real. Okay, okay. I'll rock with that. They could be for real. So. They need one of those big PPP loans, though. <laughs> we're going, we're going. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Last week, Rachel Nichols posted a photo in the locker room with James Harden, and his toes went viral. So I want to see if we do a toe check. You got to show the people what them toes look like. Wait, no, man. Even though mine are good, but no. Honestly, if you don't want to show, I ain't get a petty petty. I ain't get a petty. They're but, still better than what, like, I ain't got no dark toenails. Because I think about my dad, and I remember as a kid, like, just black-ass toenails, like, this thick, and I never understood. But it's like, they were wearing the janky shoes back in those days. Now, you know, kid. it comes from, like, you got to remember what type of player. He's a, he's a stop-go. So what happens is they have, like, um, like, too much room in the shoe. So what ends up happening is when you do stops, you keep... You're just gonna keep hitting, hitting yeah. your toe, which ends up dead in the, the nail, oh. and then the nail falls off and stuff like that. So I had, I had, you know, some like it was like my middle toe. That nail came off every year. Oh. Every year that nail just fell off, and you know my toes didn't get right until I just stopped playing. So right as you talk about feet, you know, Hooper especially injuries. Like I broke my fingers years ago. It's still, it's still janky and crooked. But what's the nastiest thing that you've seen in a locker room? In the locker room? Like three nipples, like, I don't know. Extra total recall. Total recall. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's probably usually just, you know, someone's feet. And you're just like, ah, put some uh, socks on, uh, dog. But you gotta remember, everyone's toes is I mean, y'all sitting there, who compares the just ugly toes all around trying to figure out who compares? I feel like as a hooper, I don't know if it's true for other sports, but the jankier, nastier your feet look, that, that means you were. It's like you mean you really hooped hoop. Yeah. Are you oh, a real yeah. hooper? Oh, you got extra knuckles on top of knuckles? Oh, you, you can jump. <laughs> like, you, like, <laughs> like my son's, my son's feet, I'm like, yo, bro, like, never take your, your socks off. Like, he has, <laughs> like, he has corns on top of corns. And it was like, oof. Like he went from like he went from a size like 11 to a 14 within like three to f- like a month. Wow. So when he was like 11, you know, he had the 11s and I like got 11 and a half. It was like 12. So him just bumping and just like, mm. like bro, I feel sorry for your feet, bro. So Stan Van Gunny. Okay. Uh, Stan Van Gunny. He, he, he dropped a tweet. He's still around. Okay. He dropped a tweet. According to KD, Stan was spitting. Spitting facts? Yes, but Stan didn't know what that meant. So KD had to. I mean, it's, I mean, he's an older dude. I appreciate uh, Stan's transparency, but I'm gonna read the tweet for you, and then I want to get your opinion on it. '90s NBA teams had just a trainer and a strength coach. Mm-hmm. They practiced more often and harder, and played more back-to-backs. 
Teams now have huge medical and performance staffs and value rest over practice, yet injuries and games missed are way up. Something's not working. Facts. So you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're a basketball savant. What can be done to address the issue? So what's going on is this. You, you had all these outside influence of saying that these players are being injured because of playing too much, yeah. right? Which what ends up happening is this. Too much rest, right? Um, too much rest, rest in your body. What ends up happening is pretend you're 40. You're my age, right? We're the same age, yeah. We go, what happens if we go out there and try to play full court? I haven't done it about Right, we're gonna rip it, we're gonna rip an Achilles, we're gonna hamstring, something's gonna, something's gonna fuck up. That's what's happening. They're not, their bodies are not conditioned to do the things that they're doing anymore. See, they're, they're thinking that the players need more rest. What's happening is these players' bodies are not tuned up. Why do you think LeBron doesn't get hurt? Why do you think LeBron can do what LeBron's doing and never is worried about these little knick-knack injuries because LeBron takes care of his body. LeBron is training his body. That's what's going on with these players. They're not going through... You got to remember, J.J. Reddick said it on uh, Knuckleheads that his summer workout was so brutal that he didn't want to go through it one year, so he just retired. Like, <laughs> that out. <laughs> like, people don't realize, understand, like, he could have just halfway did it and been ready for the season and been okay, but he didn't want to cheat himself. So think about what he's saying, that I conditioned my body so well that the season was so easy. These guys are not conditioning their bodies. Like, I used to run five miles. I used to run the, before the training camp came. I used to run the bleachers every single day that month, like the top, just to get ready for training camp, just so I could be the best in training camp. And training camp is supposed to just get us ready, get us in shape for the season. I wanted to be in shape for training camp. So I didn't have knickknack injuries. Right, so what's happening is these guys' bodies are just not prepared to do the things that they're, they're doing out there. That's all it is. So when you're going out there and you're pulling your hamstring, it's no different than a track person who wasn't running. Now you're saying try to run a 10-6. Your muscles are not ready to do that. So but what's, I mean, look, you obviously suffer injuries later in your career, and we see that with pretty much everybody. LeBron's been really the only anomaly knock on wood where bodies start to break down. You look at somebody like Kobe. Kobe was doing four to five workouts a day. Eventually, you know, his body broke down you know, with, with the Achilles. Body broke down, yeah, with the Achilles and some of the knickknacks, but you still got to understand that, okay, where's, where's the knickknacks with Westbrook? Like, where's the knickknacks with someone like um, John Morant? These guys are high flyers, pushing. They played through AAU. But John, John's missed some time, though. Luka? Luca, I think. But, but like, but what I'm saying is, it's he's like, just an anomaly too. But, but he's built like a like a straight tight end hybrid. But, but like, I'm not talking about injuries. Like, okay, you really twist your ankle, or you really, you know, had like someone ran into you. You know what I mean? But when you're talking about little knickknacks like hamstring growings, it's just you're 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 not doing the things that you know you need to be doing to keep your body as a tool. Some you gotta remember, some people, some athletes, some basketball players just want to hoop. The taking care of my body, going to yoga and doing shit like that, like Joe Johnson, they don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I 
want to play basketball. I ain't all that stretching this shit. I ain't trying to be a professional at stretching. You know what I mean? I was one of those, oh, I ain't trying to be no professional stretcher and shit. I want to be a professional basketball player. So you have athletes like that. So, you know, when they're getting hurt, you got to really look under the hood. It's like, what are you doing to take care of your body? For sure. I think. How are you eating at night? You know, are you, are you at the club, you know, down in tequila? And then going to, you know, and then wonder why, you yeah. know, why you're having hamstring problems. You know, you, there's always something besides. Which is wild because we look at a guy like AI and that's what he had to do to get right. But he, everybody is different. They deal with different things. But, but I think even, you know, we're both around the same age. Like yoga was just becoming a thing mm-hmm. when we were in college. But a lot of guys weren't, they say, stretching, like whatever. I'm here to get a bucket. Like, but I'm that's not- the thing. It's, 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 it's really mind boggling if you say, wait, you guys have more but you're getting hurt more, they had less and they played more. Like, people don't realize Jordan at, was it 40, played all 82 games. No. But I think, <laughs> so it's like, you, you're not going to convince me that there was something, there's something wrong then. Like, you guys have more, so you guys should be able to last better. And I can't even explain it, but I feel like even now we have more technology, so you think yeah. you'd have smarter people. But people are dumb as shit nowadays, so it's not like... Common sense is not common sense, you know. But it's not like even having access to all those things. But it is is an interesting thing to look at, but especially back in the 90s when dudes, it was like ice and stem. You were getting basic shit, rough some... But you remember, we we went into an arena. We went into an arena, and I'm looking at those arenas like, yo, if I was here... I would never leave this building, yeah. right? And we're, we're talking about, what, 11 o'clock? There was nobody still in there. <laughs> well, maybe one person rocked, worked out for 30 minutes, right? And that's like, wait, how is this yeah. functioning? Like, where's the, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we don't really have team practice like that. It's more like one-on-one individual stuff. Like, wait, what? I see it now, even at the younger levels, where it's like, if they're not forced to be at practice, they're not putting that work in. Like, shit, we live a couple blocks away from each other. You still see me now getting the run on. Yeah. I'm just waiting for my knees to go out. And that's yeah. kind of like, I'm just waiting for that moment when, when, <laughs> when God tells me, all right, it's enough. If you can't get, get it anymore. But kids, like, you know, it's an off day. They really think it's an off day. Like, oh, I don't have yeah. to do shit today. Like, no, yeah. you still got to go in, get your training in, do your stretching, do all your ice to prepare you for that next practice or game day. Or you just setting your body up now to be in a position yeah. where it's going to break down. I just think, you know, the, I think the expectation of greatness is they think it's easily obtained, right? They, they think that, you know, if I, you know, I can work out for a week, <laughs> I should be able to do the same thing that these guys are doing. You know, not realizing, you know, to get to that level of consistency, you have to put in your time, right? Like, like I, don't, I don't care besides, so like, you know, like your top tier shooters, you know, Steph, Katie, them, um, for the most part, you give me 100 shots to warm up, you're not going to beat me. I put so many shots into life that you're not even close to it. All I do is just got to warm this shit back up, <laughs> like crank this shit back up, and it should be, we, we should be on the way. And I'd be trying to tell younger kids that too. Like, listen, I don't, like if we did 100 contests, right, and you win too. To you, you'll be celebrating, not realizing a broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. So two is not, that's how, you're, you're decades off if you're winning just two. But see, we also, <laughs> and this brings me to the, to the last point of the show, we also live 
in this highlight-driven world, right, where if we shoot 100 times and I beat you too, all I'm going to say is I'll beat Gil twice. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to mention the other 98 yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. So there was a video that dropped recently, uh, claimed to be third graders. Courtside Films released a video, shout out to them. But they're going crazy on the court, flexing in front of teammates, hitting them with the too small. They're already, they're, they're like eight, nine years old. They're yeah. all too small, mm -hmm. but hitting other defenders with the too small. You around AAU basketball a lot. Uh, Austin Rivers has some interesting commentary on it, but if you go back and watch Austin Rivers highlight tapes back in the day, some similar things were going on. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think this is something to be concerned about or a problem with the AAU space? Because these kids are now looking at this older generation, they're looking at the jaws and everybody hitting them with the two smalls and all that, and now doing this in games. We saw, and I want, everybody talks about, when I say Steph ruined basketball, I don't say it in a bad way, but kids saw, to your point, oh, Steph's shooting 40 footers, I'm gonna go shoot a 40 footer. Mm -hmm. It's like, do you shoot a thousand of those every day? Or are you just but, gonna do but, it? But that comes from coaching. No. You know, as a coach, you know Steph takes a thousand shots. You know, he probably takes, you know, weekly, you know, maybe four or five thousand. Your, your, your little eight-year-old has taken 10 shots all week, <laughs> and you think it's okay to allow him to shoot a 50-footer. Like, you should be fired. Like, like, you shouldn't have a program if you were allowing that. I told my son, I said, his, his, when he started like 10, 11, you can't shoot threes. You don't shoot threes until I see you working on them. If I don't see you outside taking 100, 200, 300, you're not allowed to shoot. And I'm not even his coach. <laughs> I'm not even the but you coach. Are, but you know how that You goes. can't shoot no three. You shoot mid-range. You shoot the shit that you've been practicing on. Don't tell me you're going to be shooting here and then in the game, you're going to sit there and chuck a three up and think that shit is going to go in. No, don't do that. That's not how basketball is played. To the kids of league dads, they know that dad supersedes coach unless coach was, yeah, yeah, was better yeah, than dad yeah, at yeah. any point in their career. But, but right away, coach calls a play, I'm looking at dad like, should I do? No. Yeah, but this is more like, it's not, it's not, like, remember, the pros are going to be the pros. The pros are doing what pros are doing. If you're a coach and you're coaching 12 to 16, 17-year-olds and you're allowing them to mimic pros, no. then something's wrong with you as the coach to allow the behavior. Yeah. You know, true. because if you take it out of sports and try that shit, like, I got a firefighter running around, saving, jumping through cars, saving kids. You think I'm going to allow my 12-year-old to jump through a burdened car? No, then don't, don't, don't do it on any other profession. Yeah, do, do you practice that? <laughs> do you know how to use yeah, don't do it? On like, any, no. Don't do it on any other profession. So but you say, I mean, I can see both sides of it. My thing always, and I'm coaching now at the high school level, is like, look, you got to stop it. Mm -hmm. like, like, them kids are doing everything they want to you if you're not going to stop it like because if, if I'm watching film or y'all I'm gonna do the same exact shit like we're mm -hmm. going we're going to exploit your weaknesses but at some point you as, as young men got to take that shit personal and put a stop to it so if I'm one of those kids on the other side that's seeing these these two smalls or whatever and this is the other thing I, I look at as I look at the youth basketball space like when I walk into gyms now I got a five-year-old I'm just looking at parents right away mm -hmm. uh, parents like five eight kids great yeah. He's gonna be a great five-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's killing in five. But you, well, you can't. What's so funny is you can't tell a parent that. They don't want to hear. It. The parent, you know, you got a kid that's like I look like. This is I look at the parents. I want to see like you got to remember. 
if you're if you're five five and your wife's five three and your son is balling his ass off because he can dribble and he's faster than everyone, he's faster than everyone because he's not growing anymore. Okay, he's he's done, <laughs> right? So his motor skills is already there. So he's gonna have more. He, his develop has already stopped in a sense. So yeah, of course. So you know, eventually. Everyone's going to get taller. He's still going to be about 5'5", five, 5'4", five, five, and that's the end of his career. So, um, yeah, right. you know, soccer's always good, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I dealt with that shit in my own life. I think I was a 5'7 freshman in high school. I remember looking at myself, looking at these other kids, because you know the phen- phenoms back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, those kids, 6'3", 12-year-olds. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Then he's 6'3", 16-year-old. Yeah. He's a 6'3", 20-year-old, and I'm like, shit, I'm 6'8 now, yeah. like, but I'm still looking at this kid the same way, like, dad, remember when you, I used to, I'm still looking up at him, he's down here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where when it comes to the youth, it's, like, I, you got to remember, I can't blame parents because they're fucking delusional. All parents from seven, from seven-year-olds to nine, they all think their kids going to the NBA and going to save them, and they're going to be rich. Like they just have no concept of reality. So there ain't no point in talking to them, right? So it's more of the coaching that what is he allowing? Like, um, like you know, you go to a, a watch a, a Oakland Soldiers team, right? Like they're. <laughs> They're usually animated, but they're, they're, them kids is tough, tough. Yeah. Like, you know, they miss a layup. That coach, like, if they miss a wide-open layup, coach is making him do push-ups. He don't got to get back on. Do push-ups because that's what that's about. So there's still some structure in it. Yeah. They might hit you with one of these, like, flexes. They, they're a little stronger than everybody else. They're going to be respectful, though, I think, yeah. is what the thing. They might, they, they're going to still talk their shit. Believe me, I'm all for talking shit in basketball games at any but, level, but doing it in a respectful manner where it's not... Like, like I gamesmanship think, or one up. I think okay. So now for the dancing, we have to blame John Morant on this one. Like, cause every kid is gonna do the gritty, or every kid is gonna do some type of celebration in mid-game because that's what John Morant does. It's crazy to me to see young white kids hitting it in rhythm, better than a lot of black people. Because they they, 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 pr- they practice the dance more than they actually practice. Basketball. But this is the beautiful part of the game. This is like, why they, it's they, a global they, game. Like is, they're going to chuck one shot up, make it, and then they're going to go down. Yeah, <laughs> the score is two zero, and we're in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and that's a, but that's and I'll, I'll leave it at this. That's the other thing that with this whole highlight culture, like you can put the highlight package together of any kid and make them. I can put my high, college highlight package together, and you'd be like, oh, this kid. Oh, but but but. but I can't see the score. No, no. I don't know. Your team was down 30 when you were doing no. this. Austin Rivers was correct in what he was saying, but what he hasn't, he hasn't noticed is the highlight culture is actually helping weed out horrible basketball players. <laughs> because what ends up happening is you guys are making all these highlights pretending to be good, <laughs> pretending to be good, and then when you go against real players, they're they're embarrassing you to the point where you actually don't even want to play basketball anymore. So there's a lot of kids where you'd be like, wait, what happened to kid? Oh, yeah, he played against old boy, and old boy hit him for 50, and he don't want to play basketball. He quit. He quit. He, 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 done, he done held back 62 times now. But that's what ended up happening. And yeah, you're putting these highlight tapes in because you want to be showcased, and then when you actually get to the big leagues, you're washed and it puts you back. So look at all these highlight reels that everybody got. Now look at them. Where are they at now? Where they are in college? Where are they? Because of that reality tape doesn't help. It doesn't actually help you play basketball.
It's like mixtapes, though. It's like the Lil Wayne mixtape, which, you know, I'm, I'm a download off of that piff versus mm -hmm. them dudes that be telling the mixtape to Venice Beach or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm, bars need work. But you can always tell with the highlight, I always base it on how many games they need to make that highlight real. Like, yeah. I look at your son, and they can go game by game because yeah, he's yeah. dropping 30 pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can have a highlight reel for every game. <laughs> yeah. Now I look at some other people, it's like, oh, it's like 36 games. They need it. <laughs> like 36 jerseys in this shit. You got 36 different, <laughs> and they're including layup lines in it. I just know, working working in production, I know the Chico, whenever I see a layup line move, unless he just, like, threw the leg doing something crazy, if he's just doing basic layup, like, oh, they're just trying to fill time because they don't have enough good highlights. I just be like this, listen. All right, parents, listen. Save your money from highlights and put that in the actual trailer. <laughs> How about that? You know, <laughs> you're gonna pay 200 bucks, 100 bucks, 500 bucks for a highlight. You might as well take that same money and put it for actual training so he can actually play basketball. Gil, spitting facts. Gil, like KD said, you spitting, and you know what that means at least. But yeah, 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 yeah. This has been another No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We appreciate y'all watching this Heat Check edition. We'll be back with more very soon.